Welcome to No Cartridge. I'm Trevor Strunk, Pinklebot on Twitter, and I'm here with uh, the immortal, uh, the 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 ever ever speaking, um, uh, Mister Mister Brian Quimby. Hello, my friend. Hey, what's up? How's it going? Um, so uh, not much is up, uh, and as we were talking about before, uh, not much is up anywhere. Uh, it's just all kind of a nightmare everywhere. Um, it's a pandemic, man. Like everyone's inside. I have a very hard time with it too. Cause they opened everything here and I got to tell you the truth. Like I, uh, don't, I want to do stuff <laughs> really bad and it's going to be really hard not to, to kind of stay in, even though I know Are you really, so you're, you're thinking you're going to go out? No, no, okay. I, I definitely won't. I'm not I, like, it's not going to happen, but it is going to be hard. Once things are open, it's going to be very hard for me not to go do things. Cause I'm just like, I'm really bad at, I can't even sit, you know, like I record standing up a lot. <laughs> like, I'm really bad at just sitting down. <laughs> you just get kind of like antsy. Um, yeah. 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 No, I, I hear you. Like it's, I guess like, you know, a friend of mine was saying, uh, like he was talking to his wife and like she was saying like i just got to go out and get a haircut and he was like no and it's just like it's dicey when it's all open man like it's just like this is going to be a conversation no one's ever had like yeah i don't know when my mom wanted to go get her haircut and i just told her to cut the shit like i i was like uh <laughs> good son i i was like uh went over there on mother's day and she was like i need to go I, I found out that they're opening the salon, so they're going to cut my hair. Like, uh, they're going to do a hair. I'm going to get a haircut. And I was like, hey, don't. Don't do that. That's, But, but I think, like, those people have grown up. Um, those people have grown up, like, trusting, um, trusting authority, right? Like, uh, uh, they grew up, like, the government told them what to do and they, they felt like they had their best interest at heart. And that's really why they gave everything away. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> like all the worker <laughs> protections and shit like that, that had been fought for before that. And, um, the thing is like hearing the government say, Hey, it's okay. Like, as a matter of fact, it's your duty to, to frequent these businesses and shit like that is like, uh, I can see why they're doing it. Like, yeah, I get no. it. I get like the, like I said, I have a very hard time, uh, uh, staying in. Like I want to, like, if I think of something that I want, I'm like, I got to go get it. I'm going to go and get it. And I don't end up going, but there's been a lot of times where my, my, my instinct has been to just go to the foot. Oh, just go to the fucking store. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, and I'm like, I, I've had that same thing where it's like, we'll, 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 we'll say like, oh, you know, we don't have like, we don't have this. Um, and it's just like, I'll be like, oh, you know, I can run to the supermarket and Chris will be like, no, <laughs> what are you talking about? Yeah. It's tough. It's a tough thing to break. It's, it is hard. Like I've, yeah, I haven't really thought about it, but I guess I'll also probably end up um, wanting to go out and. I don't it's know. not even. I don't even know if it's about wanting. It, it's just like, you know, if I go out and walk and I see a full patio, mm. it, it's gonna be really hard to convince myself that like it's dangerous. You know what I mean? Like it's not that it's it's like we really shouldn't be doing this. Like this is <laughs> this is like a bad decision that yeah. this is happening. And and we should all we should recognize it. But but I don't think that like most people are going to I mean, I think in the big cities, I do think people are going to stay home or in most urban areas, I think people are going to probably stay home. But, like, I do think that out in the suburbs and stuff, they're going to be climbing over all the, each other to go to, like, uh, Applebee's and shit like that, which is, that's what makes me nervous. It's like, uh, my real hope is that nobody get, that. I, I just hope there's not a second wave of this thing. I hope it's all bullshit. Like, you know how, like, at the beginning, everybody sort of felt like this whole thing's bullshit, and then they shut everything down, and we all started to take it super seriously? It, yeah, well, no, remember, like, I, uh, we, were, we were laughing about, um, we were laughing about, uh, um, the, the fact that it's, it all started with that, uh, with Rudy Gobert, 
<laughs> the Bucks player, um, like who just uh, said it was like, oh hey, like, um, gosh, uh, this whole thing is a fake. It's it's all it's all wrong. It's all a lie. And then he like he like basically put his mouth on every microphone and then immediately got COVID and then the NBA shut down and then everything else shut down. Um, and it's like before that, everyone was kind of on his side. They were like yeah, We're joking right. about it and shit. Yeah, oh, like, I'm going to oh. get coronavirus and die. You know what I mean? And then it all happened. And, and it's like, like oh, now it's actually not very funny. If I get coronavirus, <laughs> and die. it would be that sad if I died. I wouldn't like that. Now we all have this thing in our minds of like, uh, uh, well, I mean, now we've all we're taking it very seriously now. I mean, I'm sure there are people listening to this that took it very seriously from the beginning, but I was sure? not one of those people. <laughs> I did not think it was going to affect my day to day life in any way. Like yeah. I thought, you know, maybe I'll get it and I'll get sick or whatever, and then I'll get over it. But like, uh, uh, I didn't think it was going to change everything. No, and, then, and like, it's it's like it was one of those things where the weekend before. Kristen was like, hey, can we, uh, like, we should, like, not hoard, but we should go get some stuff in case we're going to be inside for, like, you know, the next three or four weeks. Like, if, if something bad happens with the coronavirus, we should have, like, enough food that we don't have to go to the store. And I was like, all right, I guess, fine. So, like, I grudgingly went out, and we, we figured out the meals, and we got enough so that we didn't have to go out. And we, I mean, we didn't, because, like, the next week it closed, like, everything was closed down. And I was like, huh, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> if it was me, I would have like I would have had an empty house. Yeah, so I was like, "There's no way this will ever happen." I didn't go shopping until the night of, and, and it was it, the thing is like that. I mean, what I was getting at is that like I hope our first inclination was right. I don't yeah. think it is, but I hope it was. Like I think that like we were very smart to take it seriously, but like I also think that like you know things are opening up in Ohio and. Arizona's just going full in on it, opening up. And then I've seen a bunch of these places and I'm like, uh, boy, I hope, I hope it doesn't get like apocalyptic out there yeah. after this. But like, I don't and trust my, this. I'm going to wait a little bit before I, think, I decide. I think, yeah, I think it's a good idea. I mean, like it's, it seems like that's what people are doing everywhere though. Like there was that chart that was like, okay, so like what are restaurants looking like in, you know, Georgia since it opened up? And it was basically like no one's still no one's going to restaurants. It was like a 10 percent tick up. It's that's like, oh, well, that's the thing about this whole thing is like, right. A bunch of stuff got ground to a halt. Right. Like a bunch of businesses had to stop running. And, and if I'm a guy that owns a fucking a denim store. Yeah. In the hip neighborhood, I probably am going to want to open right away. Man, and owning then, a denim store sounds cool. <laughs> that, that actually sounds like a like a badass store to <laughs> The government, though, like, has put, honestly shifted a lot of the responsibility to them. Yes, you know, which, 100%. Listen, I would never stick up for small business owners. But the government has shifted responsibility to the worst people in the world, small business owners. I mean, it's figure it's, out how to make this thing work. You know? It's a weird time where, like, I have to stand up for small business owners because the alternative is just so much worse. Yeah. It's like, I don't want to stand up for small business owners, but I also think, like, the government is much worse than them. Well, they shift it because with that CARES Act, mm -hmm. with the little PPP check, loan that they were sending out that the paycheck protection plan they fucking put these business owners in a position where it's like we'll help you pay your bills but you have to hire everybody back yeah and then it's like okay but like there's no work so like hiring every what am i supposed to pay everybody you know what i mean what what, what even what are we supposed to do i mean i guess you know i can pay them to stay home but then what's the point in doing the doing the loan you know yeah yeah <laughs> if that makes sense it's like what's the no point you're right doing the loan if they're just gonna not come in and then you're just gonna be paying them to not come in it seems like a whole thing but then you know the day that that thing got announced our accountant was like hey you can get this ppp thing and and pay your employees while you're uh while you're not working like uh, while you're not able to tour and shit and we were just like well we're gonna like maybe just pay the people that we need and tell the other people to you know pump the brakes a little bit yeah like you know my wife she can't book any shows you know what i mean so she's yeah. not working she's not getting paid for us 
But like, uh, uh, you know, we're the Patreon is enough to cover all of the other people that work for us, and we don't want to have the responsibility of like this government fucking check. But like, I do. Again, the way small businesses work and shit, they they're probably paying their employees dog shit wages and holding on to the rest of that money and using it for other stuff. You know? Yeah, exactly. And like, I think the. You know, like, I, I don't know, like, when I when I found out about, it's, it's going to be a really interesting beginning for everyone, but I, I this is why I like having you on the show, actually. Um, but yeah, like, I think, um, I think, like, the, the when, when this all started, I said, like, I basically was like, okay, well, I can't do my normal fundraiser of the 24-hour stream, because, like, I'm not taking, I'm not asking people for money in the middle of this. That's, like, yeah. a, a terrible <laughs> thing to do. Um, so I basically told the discord and I was like, listen, like if you want, you can like donate here and here, but I'm not doing a big thing. Um, and some people did some, you know, it was, it was very nice of everyone. And I, I told them obviously how much I appreciated it, but like, it was one of those things where it's like, okay, sock this money away so I can pay the producer who like the, the, the podcast is not happening without. And, uh, and then I'll pay everyone else who I can pay. And like, yeah. I basically told everyone I'll pay if I can pay you, I'm going to do my best. Well, like, street I, fight, yeah. uh, we decided not to sell anything. Like mm. we have 12 tour dates that we had to cancel. And our first inclination was we should sell a tour shirt for the canceled tour just mm. as a mm -hmm. funny joke. But as soon as it came out of my mouth, I was like, we're not selling any shirts that, that have to do with coronavirus. And we're not selling shirts until shit's back to normal. Yeah, <laughs> because no, like, it just totally feels like it just feels like, like uh, people, I don't want to charge people more. They already pay to listen to the fucking content. You know what I mean? And uh, if we need money, I, I feel pretty certain that our listeners will cover us. And that's the thing. Like people, people, I think that's like the, the real, the real distinction is like, you know, especially when you're talking about the, 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 the payment plan and stuff like that. Like, I, I don't know. Like, it's like, I'm trying to think like, it's, it's this weird moment where, talking about it like okay i'll have leverage over this person or leverage over that person this is a low interest loan this is something that you have to do this for or that for like the only thing that actually seems to work is the really really like low uh low requirement stuff where it's like hey you like this thing that i'm doing um i could use 10 bucks and like people will or won't do it and like no one feels taken advantage of generally like it can work out like that's that kind of I don't want to say mutual aid because that has like, you know, so many connotations to it anymore. But like, I don't know, just like it just it feels more like a thing that actually uh, produces some sort of relief as opposed to um, this kind of thing. Yeah. That the government is doing. Yeah, I don't know. I, I like it's it's pathetic. Like it's a it's a weird thing because like I've been trying to, you know, I've been trying to explain you know, I, me and my wife talk about it a lot. And I'm like, here's the fucking thing, dude. Like, the reason they're not testing everybody is because they can't. Yeah. And that's like, that's the thing that they don't want to admit. Like, they, they get the reason they're not testing any everybody is because there's no system in place to allow that to happen. And well, that, not only that, but the, even if there was, they don't have the materials to make it work. Right. Well, if, yeah. And it would be easier you know, under a single payer system to test everybody. It mm -hmm. would undoubtedly, that's a system. You know, what we have now isn't a system. And so it, be, it makes this whole new thing where even like the liberals aren't able to say things like, uh, uh, well, our healthcare system won't allow, we don't have the resources or the infrastructure <laughs> to test everybody like China did or like South Korea did. And if they say that, that's an admission that we don't have the best health and health right, which system is, which in the is world. for them political suicide. <laughs> yeah. So then we have to like, so they're talking around it and everybody's like, why aren't they testing? Why aren't they testing? And they just <laughs> There's don't a pretty simple the question. Yeah. They don't yeah. even answer it though. They don't even say anything, which I find to be, that's what that's what I've found to be fascinating about the whole thing is just like it really shows the disconnect between anything. It, it shows the disconnect between people, real people and anything resembling like the polit the political establishment or the media or any of that stuff.
you know? Yeah, I totally agree. Like, it's, it's, uh, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's a, it's a, it's a problem with, it's a problem with what's allowed to be said and what's, um, what's encouraged to be said and all of those things. Like, it's, it's just like, it's just an absolute, um, it's like a, it's like a, a, a log jam of, of information and nothing can get out. So like, yeah, of course we all kind of know, like we all kind of know what's going on. And then it's like, well, the government can't say what's going on. The news can't say what's going on. So we have to speculate and speculation is not reality and not truth. And we're all just like talking around each other in circles to the point where we're still just, you know, reestablishing our own kind of like uh, domination. I even feel like, I know the protest thing is astroturfed, but I feel like people wouldn't have, the the conservatives may not have even jumped on that train so so yeah. fervently had they started testing people right away. Like it feels fake because they're not fucking doing anything about it. You know? <laughs> like, yeah, no, seriously. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, cuz it's like, well, I don't know anyone. And like my, uh, Kristen says this all the time. Um like it, one of the reasons that people don't take this super seriously is that like people don't personally know someone and like some people do like I, and I know like uh, one of my friends on online, uh, my friend Brad, um, this is like his, like his, his father passed away from it. Like, yeah. it, like sh shit does happen. And like people do die and people who are close to people die. I mean, 3000 people die a day. Of course that's going to happen. Right. But like by and large, like not a lot of people, like there are a ton of people in, in, in this country that know no one who has this disease. And if they don't know anyone who has it, they're going to act like it's not real. Like, yeah. Like well, they did with they, AIDS, like they did with a million things. And they live very, they live in like less populated areas. So they don't really have the same risk factors as somebody like me. I live downtown. Yeah. If you live like in that. Wyoming, like, uh, like if you're, if you're, if you're like a friend of the show, Connor Southern and live out in like the mountain West, like, you know, I get it. Like, and I, he's not a, he's not a COVID truther. Uh, I don't want to, I, 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 I like walk by him. They were protesting a lot a couple weeks ago, and I would just walk by and see them. And it's like, they're people that don't live in the area. They live mm -hmm. outside of the city. And, yeah. I, like, I just don't think they understand. I, I really think they haven't seen anybody say anything. And the federal response to it is some people are going to have to die to get the economy going. <laughs> yeah, and, like, that's the federal response from both parties. It's nuts to me. Yeah. Like, it, it, it truly is, like, no one is being told anything that is level-headed. And, like, uh, I don't know. I mean, that, that, that is I mean, just admitting that's we a, can't. That's a, that's a completely naive thing to say, I, I realize. But, like, I'm, it is. It is wild. Just admitting that we can't do anything about it would yeah. be, like, the move of a, a, a leader of the left, I think. Like, that is something that, like, this is why I don't ever trust any like some politician could say like hey the reason they're not testing is because we can't because we don't have a system set up it, it that could test and we don't have an infrastructure for it and it's because our healthcare system is broken and only geared toward like helping just a small sliver of people in the country and like you would expect to hear that from i don't know any of the politicians <laughs> yeah know, but, i haven't even heard it from bernie sanders for i mean like sake. yeah i mean i think yeah if anyone said anything close to it it's been bernie if bernie has mentioned the healthcare thing but that's also his bread and butter like i feel like i feel like the the thing no one the thing no one actually says right the thing people are like loath to say is that it's not a problem of our massive scale it's not a problem of like oh all the freedoms americans enjoy or something it truly is a problem of like we completely screwed up um the we could we screwed up the healthcare system <laughs> yeah this is it is outdated and bad now and uh and and it's it's too late i just i think i saw somebody explaining it on twitter very early on about how like a single payer system is a system and and we are our system is made out of a bunch of systems <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like it's a bunch of smaller well probably even 
larger systems than a lot of the single payer systems. So the sure. individual parts of our like the insurance industry is probably bigger than a lot of single payer healthcare systems, like well, in terms of how many people they employ and stuff. It's so it's so like it's so um I mean, it's so deeply like sedimented and layered and just like this, this the kind of like nightmare uh, complexity to it. Right. Like where it's like, you know, you have all the insurance companies and all the ways that they intersect with the hospitals and different kinds of hospitals, different kinds of insurance. Like it's like um, I was listening to a story that talked about uh, Rat Kings, um, which are like, I don't know if you know about Rat Kings, but they're like these um, uh, for anyone who doesn't. They're like. um Rats that and they're they're sort of like there's not a lot of proof of them. There's uh, fossils of them and uh, and stories, but basically they're rats who get all their tails caught together, and so they're these giant like balls of rats basically that can't get out uh, from under each other, and they all uh, starve to death. It's very weird and and sad. Um, yeah, it's just just the kind Jeez. of stuff I I love I love spending my time thinking about. Um, but the reason I bring them up is like. That's the kind of like that's kind of like our insurance system where there's like so many things they're laid in at a certain point where they feel like they need to be. And then when you step back from it and look at it, you're like, well, actually, like none of this makes any sense. No, we we can't do this. This is bad. I know. And they make it sound like this is we got to leave it like this because this is the easy way. And I'm like, no, this is the hard way. You're doing you're fucking intentionally doing it the hard way. And it sucks. The only the only explanation and it would be like a total it would be an explanation that would absolutely ruin uh, the career of anyone who would say it. So I would never expect it to be said. But uh, the actual explanation is, look, the easy way is to like the, the hard thing here isn't. Uh, single payer, the hard thing is turning what we have here, this like mess into single payer. Like that's going to take a lot of work. And I mean, I think like if you, (laughs) if you're saying that people are going to get really upset with you really fast. Yeah. I think I I do think that you're right about that. Like turning what we have into something like that probably is hard, but I think like I, I honestly like I don't the there would be a transition period to turn it into something but you could just wipe this whole thing away. You're just going to oh, wipe it's worth, out it's, a ton it's of worth it, doing. You know. Yeah. yeah, no, it's it's absolutely worth doing. Um but the reason they won't do it is cuz it will be hard. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean once it's done it's easy. That's the thing that like I want to explain to people is like once they do it, dude, I know it sounds daunting and shit or like it can never happen. But once we do it, our lives become that much easier. Yep. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, that's totally right. I mean, one of the things I really wanted to ask you when you were here today was um, uh, what do you think like the ultimate end game of politics is in this? Like, how do you how do you do politics when, when we're like stuck inside like this? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about like petitions and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. What the fuck is that even going to be? What are our ballot issues going to be uh, for this for this election cycle, which they also use to turn out people? You know what I mean? Like the 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 ballot initiatives, like a legal weed initiative, would probably weirdly benefit Joe Biden, but. <laughs> <laughs> I, mean, I, I don't wrong. know why, but it would probably benefit the 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 Democrat side or like uh, in 2004, you know, a lot of the credit for Bush getting reelected was the anti-gay marriage legislation that was in a lot of the swing states. It yep. turned out voters who then voted for George W. Bush. And uh, I don't know that we're even going to be able to have any of that stuff. If, if there's nowhere to go to get signatures, if like how are you supposed to get signatures if you can't like go to people's doors or you can't like uh uh set up at a festival or something like that yeah like, no you can't i do that stuff i agree like what I, I i don't know what you would end up doing like, i think I, it's gonna depress, i don't know what the election's gonna look like i think it'll depress turnout i think the election i think people will turn out for the election but I think that, like, in the end, it's going to be basically what happened last time. Uh-huh. But it probably by a lot. Like, I think Joe Biden's going to lose by a lot. I mean, yeah. like, I've been hedging, like, a lot lately where it's like, maybe he'll win just because Trump blew it. But it's like, the fucking way the press reports on shit and stuff, 
They're not going to say Trump blew it. Like, nobody's going to say it out loud. And then it's just going to turn into, like, to a regular person, it's going to be like, well, the Democrats think Trump blew it and the Republicans think he did well. Which one am I going to vote for? I don't know. You know, (laughs) it, like, becomes another even thing. You know, they're, they're on an even playing field at that point. Yeah, I guess like the question the question I have then is like what is like does does um this is sort of like an eggheady question, but I, I don't think we have to take it that way. Like I, I mean we're all stuck inside, we're all just like theory crafting about the election basically. Like I mean at what point does politics just basically become the realm of um like aesthetics? Like, you know, figuring out like you know, what is, you know, what does art have to do with politics? What does this video game I'm playing have to do with politics? Like that kind of like isolation of, of the self from any sort of like material action feels like, I mean, like, so, so for instance, like, uh, uh, the old union, uh, my old grad union, uh, sent out an email. Um, I'm still on their list, even though we really don't have much, uh, much to, uh, don't have much to say to each other at this point. They're totally fine. Um, I'm just not a grad student, but the, um, like, uh, they were saying they're holding a vigil for, um, healthcare workers at UIC who passed away, um, in, in, with, for cope with COVID and, um, they wanted to, uh, you know, hold the vigil to help, uh, get them, uh, uh, PPE, like proper care, right? Proper protection rather. And they said the vigil is going to be on zoom. And, like, I didn't want to be mean. I didn't say anything about it online or anything. But all I could think of was, like, okay, like, look, like, a vigil doesn't work. It works for personal closure. Like, if that's what you're going for, great. Like, I I get it. Um, It's not going to convince anyone if it's on Zoom. Like, you're not in anyone's face. You're not disrupting anyone's day. (laughs) At a certain point, you have to kind of accept that that's just a personal kind of thing that you need for yourself. It's not something that's actually going to affect material change. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't I I don't know. It is wild. Like the only people gathering are psychos with guns that are conservatives, which mm-hmm. makes it seem. I mean, that's what makes that seem like the news. I guess because yeah. we're not out gathering because we're trying to take it fucking seriously. We're trying to not die. Like yes. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you're just trying to take it seriously, but at some point, you know, at some point, it's going to be okay to leave your house. Yeah, no, definitely. And, like, I think, you know, one of the things that's been a a kind of breaking point for me thinking about this is, um, you know, like, uh, you know, at what point does, um, you know, the common sort of, like, frustration with with quarantine – just like make everything go back to normal, even if it's not time to do it. And like, yeah, I keep pushing back against that, but I also, you know, I also recognize that that's probably going to happen. Like we, we live in a country with a lot of people who don't like to be told what to do. And like, if, uh, if, you know, if they're being told what to do for long enough, they might just say, I don't want to do that anymore. Even if it's the dumbest possible thing to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, you know, it is frustrating too, though. Like, right? Like that. Yeah. That I dislike. I hate quarantine. Oh, like, I don't like it. Not for me. But like, uh, you know, me and Brad are constantly talking about when we get to go back out. You know, yeah. like what? What? What does it look like when we go back out? When do we get to go back out? When should we make the decision to go back out? You know. Yeah. No, for sure. Uh, like, I mean, what do you like? I know I, I have a I have a um, uh, we have some friends whose son goes to school with Tilly and he has a he has like a a, um, a serious respiratory condition and it's like they've already said they're not you know they're not bringing him back till uh, till they have a vaccine and it's like are you gonna blame him like I mean how would you ever blame them for that of course that's what of course you're not gonna yeah. We kind of were like, I don't know how we perform live until there's a vaccine. Like, I, I, I don't have it. any idea. Like, I get, I'm not going to perform to a room where people are standing six feet apart. I can tell you that. There's no way to fucking make money doing that. No. In, in the broadest, like, it, to be totally 100% honest, there's no way to make money in in the low capacity in these venues that 
are then going to have to do like half capacity in order to have a show like uh, you can't make it make sense without yeah. charging a hundred dollars a fucking ticket or some crazy number like i don't know how i don't know when we're getting back out there and i mean you know, i, I want to be out do- there yeah oh of course <laughs> like i just really i want to be i want to fucking be out there so bad like well, last I don't time you were on like we were talking about how much fun it's going to be for you <laughs> I know, I know, you know, there was a period where we didn't know if we were going to cancel Florida. And then when that got canceled, it was just like, I don't think we're doing anything this year. Not we've pretty much, I think, you know, I said on the show this week, I I made the comment that I I was like, I'm not going to say we're not going to perform live in 2020, but we're probably not going to perform. I like, I can't, I can't bring myself to say we're not going to perform live in 2020. I just can't do it. I mean, I get that. I want to think that we're going to. (laughs) It's something that you really want. Yeah. Why would you, why would you take it out of the running? But yeah, I mean, it's like, it's like talking about school with my kids. It's like, I don't, I have strong doubts that they're going back in September. Um, I'm not saying they're not doing that though. (laughs) I think that I mean, I, I think in Ohio, you know, like I said, I, it's, it all depends on how they handle a second wave, you know, like that's mm-hmm. what I keep trying to figure out is like, how are they going to handle the inevitable second wave when people go back out too early? Well, that's the thing. I mean, right. Like it is, it is a thing of like, you, you get people in quarantine um, and they, they're listening to it and they're doing it right. And then. They get sick of it and you say, okay, look, it's okay that you're sick of it because quarantine's over and everyone cheers and everyone announces it as like VE day two or whatever. And then you say like two months later, you're like, actually, we got to go back. It's quarantine again. It's social distancing again. Can you, uh, can you go ahead and do that? Like no one's going to do it. It's yeah. going to be, it's going to be impossible. Yeah. That's what I, I mean. Like, I think, you know, Obviously, if it gets really, really bad, people. But I just don't even think they're going to report on it the same way they did no. at the beginning either. I think they're they'll just be like more people are dying, and then move on to like whatever Trump gaffe it was. I mean, honestly, I, like even like Fauci said it today, and like in like just the most cavalier tone, and like I know he's like, yeah, whatever. But like he said it, he was like, yeah, I think I think media is probably underreporting on. Uh, on COVID. And then he explained like, Oh, it's cause you know, it's, it's cause you don't know who died of COVID. Like, Oh, if they died in their house, like maybe it was with COVID they didn't get tested. But like, I think it's even more than that. It's just like, yeah, the media is not going to tell you the actual numbers on this. Why would they? Well, they're not going to, uh, interrogate the numbers on this. No. They're not going to like, they, God, they're no. going to get the numbers. They're going to tell you what the numbers are. And then they're going to move the fuck on to how Trump failed at doing this. And it's like, well, if I mean, you know, if you guys had reported this in any sort of normal way and, and, you know, went in and, and tried to get the numbers explained instead of treating it like fucking every other thing that happens like this was the oscars you yeah. know what i mean like they reported on this the same way they report on the oscars and shit it was just pathetic it was really bad but again like there is that possibility that it doesn't get too bad which is that's what i'm gonna i'm hoping for that that's you my could, hope i mean yeah we could look really stupid in a little while but i'll i mean i will say 100 it is okay to hope for that it is 100 okay I'm going to live and die. I'm going to die in this hill. It's okay to hope that it doesn't get bad. Even if, even if that's like a 1% chance, it's okay to like really, really want that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I don't know. I I don't know. I I just don't know what even politics is anymore. Like, Mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen next. Is that because of COVID or is that, it it was that before? Did you not like, did you feel like you lost touch? I don't feel like I, I, I think it's because of COVID and I, I, I don't, like I said, I'm I'm sitting here. I don't think Trump's going to, like, cancel the election because I think Trump's going to win the election. Mm-hmm. But I also think even if he was losing, he wouldn't cancel the election. Like, I have all these things that, like, uh, were that I have experienced in my life over and over again that mean shit now. You know, mm-hmm. my opinion means, like, is the same as my kid's opinion on this stuff because <laughs> I don't think anybody knows. No, no one What knows. the fuck is going to happen? We don't have any idea how to even 
I don't think I have any idea how to understand the scale or think about, you know, what November looks like. Like, I fucking don't even know what June looks like yet. You know? Yeah. yeah. I'm, like, really worried for about a month from now. Like, I just keep thinking, like, in, like, a month, it's just people will have... uh it's just going to be something where we just decided to kill a bunch of people and go back out because we needed to get the economy done. And now we're dealing with like real civil unrest by trying to get people back into their house. I wouldn't be shocked. I mean, it's like, it's yeah. I mean, so let me, let me, let me, let me shift to something a little more maybe. Cause like, I agree with you. Um, and I'm just wondering if there's like anything I can actually say about it. That's, that's interesting. And I don't think there is, but I do think I could say this, which is that, or ask this, which is a really pompous sounding question, but something that I think might be worth asking, even if we just say like nothing. Um, what is like, so like we're, we're talking about how the media is not re- reporting on this uh, in, in like a responsible way. We're talking about how the, the way that this is going to be focused on is uh, actually not going to tell anyone anything. Um, podcasts have a responsibility now as something of like a not quite corporatized medium um is this like is that the way that people are going to get their information um i'll tell you my inclination is no but i also think it's worth asking um i don't think people are going to come to us for Mm -hmm. any kind of uh anything you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. like i i'm I'm fairly certain that people aren't coming to us for like news or but i do also feel like people might be coming to us for like i don't know like people are coming to street fight i think to hear like rank and file workers experiences and stuff and to hear you know the labor side of this and i you know i think i think they're like going to different shows for different aspects of the crisis and it's just Mm. like an it's like an add-on to whatever they're reading like i i don't yeah. i don't feel a responsibility at all to like okay. report on this i mean me neither myself That's like, i should be clear i don't yeah i don't feel like a responsibility even even in the slightest i i mean i would do a show i i've done a bunch of shows that weren't about coronavirus like i i record shows i mean street fight is about coronavirus because coronavirus is what's happening in the workplace and that's what we talk about on Street yeah. Fight. And I think that, like, that's something important and, and that me and him take that. We, we take it very seriously that if we're going to talk about the workplace, we should talk about it all the time. And, and, like, we should. So that's why we're talking about it nearly constantly. That being said, like, I don't feel a responsibility to talk about it for the whole hour ever. Now, if I, no. I'll, I, I don't think that, like, I have to talk about anything, which is that's what I think. I want podcasts to be like that. I don't want podcasts to be like journalism where it's like, you have to do this, you Mm. know? Yeah, I I guess that's right. Like, I, I think this is the first time we've actually talked about coronavirus for an extended period of time on my podcast. And I mean, in part, because that's really not our, our topic, but like, you know, like I wanted to have you on to talk about politics in this, in this current moment. If it came back to video games, it did. If it didn't, it didn't. And, so of course we're talking about coronavirus. Yeah. yeah, I mean like that that makes sense to me. It makes sense that there shouldn't be an obligation necessarily. Um Yeah. No, I think you're right. I, I I guess like one of the things I'm I'm kind of trying to wrap my head around now is you know like the there's so many ways in which like the fields that we've interested ourselves in, which is to say like labor issues, class issues, um, aesthetics, politics are just like so in flux now. Right. Like, I guess like what does it change your understanding of like where you're at as like, uh, a person talking about this stuff? Like, obviously, you know, we, we talked about this off air, but like, you know, one of the things you said you're really good at is seeing what's coming up next, adapting, keeping things fresh. So like, it's not really a question of, do you think you're going to like not be able to do the podcast for a long time? That's a dumb question. Of course you will. Um, the question for me is like, are you going to be able to like, what do we think our, what do we think our, like our interests are going to look like? I mean, do we have any idea? Like, is there any way to sort of think about like 
how are we going to talk about like labor in 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 a couple months? Is it going to be like the old way, or is it going to have to be like truly, truly different? I mean, I hope for it to be like the old way, but I think like I actually no, I don't. I don't want it to be the old way. I want it to be a new way. Like I want this to have been a moment for people to really realize their worth mm-hmm. around the workplace. And I want the like if there's anything we can get out of this, I think the thing that I want to happen is people uh I think I think I want to happen is people understand how important they are to this thing running. Now, you know, in the first few days, you heard a lot about grocery store workers and hero pay and shit like that, but that all started to sort of uh Oh yeah. go away as things went and then it just became nurses and doctors and first responders. Like they st- like the 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 grocery store workers stopped being and delivery drivers and stuff stopped being reported on, but they're also dying at a higher rate. We see some stuff. Fields. People, people here still have stuff up this, that are like, you know, thank you, frontline workers. And I think the frontline workers are considered, like, at least by like the weirdos around here who put up signs. Um, and I mean, they're kind weirdos. They're they're weird, but they, you know, are nice. I think the grocery store workers and delivery workers are considered that way. But like, I don't know though, because I've seen, I saw, you know, Mike Rowe talking about it, and his oh, sort God. of thing stopped at truck drivers. You yeah, know what I mean? It it's like a... it's not it's not explained how uh, this the dude is. Um, I'm trying to I can't. I'm trying to figure it out. Like the grocery store workers, the people that are working at, at um, Kroger or that are working at fast food restaurants or that are delivering food. I, I think that they consider them, like, lucky to have the jobs. Like, they're getting hero pay, and they're there to do it. Now, I believe that when people go to the store, they look at the workers, and they're like, oh, these guys are fucked. But do I think that turns into admiration? No, I don't think so. Mm. Um, it's hard to get that in my head, because, like, I guess, like, I'm, like, I don't want to, I'm not bragging, but, like, when I see people at the store, I do think of them very admirably, and I, I feel, like, garbage for, like, putting them at risk i do too I, I mean i look at them that way and i think it's bra- a lot of people have been very brave to do very like uh uh jobs that people don't give a lot of credit to you know the people that are working at kroger as baggers people don't even th- give a second thought to those people no. you know what i mean like when they go to the grocery store they don't even give a second thought to the workers there and i think there was a period of time during this thing where people were like holy shit this is like a really brave thing to do this is really it's really great you know these people are are really going through it but then i felt like as it went it was like people are clapping out of their window for the nurses and doctors and and you're seeing interviews with nurses and doctors and you, you know, know what? You know what I think changed. Like, and I'm just thinking of it right now as we're talking. But I think changed is that people stopped being afraid of going to the store. Like, do you remember the first few times you went to the store during this? Like, because I mean, I've had to go to the store a bunch, uh, and I'm sure for similar reasons that you did is that like you live with a bunch of you live with a, enough people that it becomes <laughs> yeah. necessary. Um, I wouldn't call two people a bunch of people. I wouldn't call three people a bunch of people. That's a little excessive. So I don't think either of us live with a bunch, but enough people that it becomes like necessary to go out and get stuff like food is not going to last as long as it would if it was just like me and i had you know a bunch of snacks and coffee yeah Um, we're doing it once a week we're we're at about once once a week week. yep that's us yeah we got to once a week we were doing once every two and then we did once a week finally got to to costco which i gotta say costco is uh is protecting its employees better than any supermarket i've been to that is like that is some ordered uh seriously like keep the customers doing the normal stuff that will not get you infected uh store uh, yeah. i i will not go full that one guy online and say that i love them uh like they're not a corporation i love cuz i don't love corporations but um they're doing a good job i thought but like the yeah like i uh, every time like the first few times i went to the store i was like it was like an adrenaline rush almost like terrifying right like the idea of like being all masked up with the gloves and stuff like it was it was stressful. I felt like I had to like sit down or nap when I got back because it was all fight or flight the whole time. 
I think a lot of people felt that way. Maybe not everyone, but a lot of people did. And now that we've done it two or three times, it's just not that way anymore. People aren't terrified. Yeah. And so I if can't... you don't feel like you're in a war zone, you're not looking at the people working there and thinking like you absolute heroes. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean, I still come home and like I want to take a shower right away. And, and I, I, I wear the mask at the grocery store. I mean, when mm-hmm. I'm out walking, I don't always wear the mask because I don't think like I'm outside. I'm alone. I'm not around anybody else. I, I don't know why I need it. There's know? like there's there's the Dennis Prager version of I don't wear the mask when I walk, which is uh, the mask is Nazism, too. And, and like we need to not wear the mask. So we show that we're individuals. And there's the not wearing the mask like normal person thing, which is like I'm walking somewhere. I don't think I'm going to see anyone. And yeah. if I do see someone, I'm going to walk way across the street from them. Yeah, yeah. I just don't. I'm not going to go indoors. I'm not going to bother anybody. I'm I, I'm hoping not to talk to a single person while yeah. I'm out here. Yeah, like I was I was walking with, with the kids the other day, and we ran across one person, and they were walking their dog. And so, like, we just went into the street for a couple of steps, got six feet away from them, and then went right back on the sidewalk. And the guy was like, thank you. And I'm like, yeah, thank you. And just walked by like that. If, if it's one person, that makes sense. I, I don't think it makes – I like completely understand if you live in New York City or something like that that you would never leave without a mask. Yeah, yeah, for sure. It's just the streets aren't that packed here. There's not as many people here. And nah. uh, most people aren't coming into work yet. So we'll, yeah. we will see once that all starts happening. Yeah, it's going to be bad. You know what? Actually, on this vein, can I want to ask you something about a game that uh, I know. I have two questions about this game, and I know that you you care about this game um, because you cared about the original. Uh, definitely in the news right now is The Last of Us 2. I uh, know. I really want to play. I well, want to play The Last of Us 2 really bad, but I am definitely not buying a PlayStation 5. Well, so, yeah. I mean, that, that makes sense. I get it. Um, but... I will also say, like, the two things that are really interesting about it are the leak, right? Um, so you saw that, like, the whole plot leaked? No, I didn't. I oh, didn't okay. see so, that. So the whole plot leaked. Um, initially, the story was that uh, an employee did it because of uh, bad working conditions at Naughty Dog, which, let me tell you, that is uh, not impossible. Uh, Naughty Dog does not have the best working conditions. Um but uh, it turned out then after the fact that it was uh, just some hackers, basically. Um, in any case, the um, the the uh, the leak led to a bunch of people seeing stuff in the game itself. And one of the things that people saw in the game was this uh, this really like extreme. Uh, <laughs> like violence almost uh, trying to person personalize everything. And one of the ones that got the most news I would say is um, they, every dog, if you, if you shoot a dog, like Ellie sometimes needs to shoot a dog uh, to get, to get by them. Uh, if you shoot a dog, you uh, the, um, the owner of the dog will, uh, will like go out and find it and like tearfully, uh, have to acknowledge that their dog is dead. Okay. In order to ramp up the realism, like every bad guy has a um, has a family, like it's it's just kind of intense. Um, so I guess two questions. One, what do you think about the idea of if your company is is like doing you wrong? Um, what do you think about the idea of um, releasing a product? that you and a team have been working on as like a last sort of ditch effort to own your own like commodity. I mean, I don't know. I, I think I don't, I, I, I would, I'm the like boss in this situation. Uh, like, no, right you're still now. a worker. In the, you're still a worker right, in right. this situation. Yeah. Right. But I mean, like in my, like if, so, if, if somebody that was working for the TV show went out and like leaked what, what everything was going to be or the punchlines to everything. I'd probably not be super thrilled about it, but I'd also probably not see myself in that position. Well, yeah. So you're not, you're not being a terrible boss. You're not like sexually harassing your employees and stuff. I'm I'm saying that that's, I mean, that's the way I think about it. It's like with Mm -hmm. the, if, if you give people a reason to do that to you, then fuck it. You know, you deserve to have it done. And that's what happens. It sucks for the people that wanted to play the game without the spoilers, but 
I assume most people aren't going to see the spoilers. You know, I didn't see them. <laughs> yeah, not a lot of people are, like, going out of their way, I would say, to go find the spoilers. Um, yeah, okay. No, that makes sense. Um, that was my position, too. And then there were a lot of games journalists who were saying, like, actually, it was really mean to the rest of the team or whatever, and you should never do that. And it's it sort of, like, it's it sparked some thoughts that I haven't actually gotten down on paper or anything. But the idea that, like... The last thing you have, if you're an employee of like a uh, like, especially a, a a sort of like creative, if you're doing creative labor or or like manual labor, creating things, um, the last sort of thing you have over your boss is the fact that you could take away the product. Um, if if they can't if they can't count on the product, then you have uh, you you've done a good job. Uh, you you yeah. used your last piece of uh, labor power. Um. But yeah, no, I, I think you're right. I agree with you. Um, the other question I have is, what do you think of the what do you think of the use of like um, <laughs> emotional trauma or like stress via like emotional like um, uh, I'm trying to think of the word to say this like attacks maybe or uh, or like saying like oh, you did something really terrible to this person and uh, and you've committed a, a grave act and you have to com- you have to do something morally wrong. Like, what do you think of that as a as a way of selling a story? Do you think that actually raises the stakes? Yeah, I, I think like uh, uh, it's not a choice I would make if I was making something. <laughs> OK, fair enough. But uh, uh, hey, you know, that game's a pretty adult game, like mm-hmm. with some pretty adult themes. And uh, I think adults can handle that sort of thing. And and I think like it does make sense for that specific game. Okay. It's, it's like definitely like for me, it's like I like my action divorced. I like my uh, violence divorced from consequences. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I well, so that, yeah, that was one of the thoughts where like, you know, could you imagine like a like a coronavirus game where like. You had to, like, and I'm sure there'll be some version of it after the fact, like where you where you're dealing with a plague situation, but like imagining like something where your choices are reflected at the end, and like okay, here are the names and uh, and like the the surviving members of the family of everyone you killed uh, by your choices in this coronavirus game. Um, it would be rough. Like I I can see the choice, but like man, that's that's a uh, it's kind of terrifying. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I sort of understand like wanting to do that and making like an edgy, gritty game. I don't think the culture is in that at that point anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like where we're looking for super edgy, gritty stuff. Do you think they were when we were like into new metal and stuff like that? Was new metal yeah. gritty in your mind? Well, I think twenty thirteen, the original one came out in twenty thirteen. Let me mm. look at the movies that came out in twenty thirteen. <laughs> you know, that's the best way to yeah do you know, it. Is uh, summer blockbusters for that year, and then you can see what kind of. I think that's the easiest way to see what what was going on in people's minds at that time. Yeah, take World the temperature War Z. Of the, yeah, uh, World War Z was one of them. Okay, well there you go. Uh, Iron Man uh, two. Um, I'm trying to see. Uh, ooh, the Hangover Part Three was 2013, so that happened. Um, the Lone Ranger. So oh, weird. This is I a very eclectic moment in time. <laughs> Man of Steel. Okay. Like we're at the we're at the end of people wanting edgy shit, but that was still like Man of Steel is like a gritty Superman movie, right? And yeah. people roundly kind of rejected that movie and and rejected that version of Superman. Even the Lone you know? Ranger is sort of a weird, like edgy. Yeah, the Wolverine came out that year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. So, like, we're right at the end of the time, you know, where people... Because Pacific Rim comes out, too, which I would say is not a gritty, edgy movie. No, it's actually... It's it's kind of a rejection of edgy. Yeah, it's it's like a more fun, fun, less winky type movie. Mm -hmm. So, like, that game came out at that time. I think now... I I don't feel like now in, in... 2020 i don't think i think we've moved firmly past the uh uh edgy shit if that if Mm. that makes sense like i think we've fully moved past 
uh, I want a gritty remake of this. I want a gritty. I I want another gritty ass movie like uh, The Dark Knight. You so, know, but I think why? we want something different. Like we like Thor Ragnarok now, mm-hmm. or like uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Those are two really big blockbuster movies. But so, like, why did that happen? Because, like, I would say, if anything, things seem worse in 2020 than to a lot right. of people. So, like, <laughs> right, it's depressing. Right? Do you think like, it's escapism? Yes. Okay. I do. Okay. I do. I I think like that that like 2013 uh the president was Obama. Like so people weren't totally, you know, flipped out constantly about what the president was doing. Right. Cuz he was so it, it, all the war crimes were like normal president war crimes. Yes. This was pre-Trump and and pre a lot of like shitty stuff that would come to happen in like 2016 you know uh once 2016 hit it was just like shit was so fucked up that i think we fucking flipped over and i think it happened a little even earlier than that like just shit stopped being as dark after Mm -hmm. a while you know because people needed an escape is what you're thinking. Thor Ragnarok is a 2017 movie, which means it was probably being made in like 2015 or something like that. I, I don't fucking know how they make movies, but I like, that. but like, it just feels like a movie that's more of our time. And, and like most movies are trying to be winky and, and, and funny and shit like that now than there were at that time. And the last of us is like a relic of that time. It's a sequel to a thing that started in a time when people were still like accepting of sort of gritty, edgy remakes and rated R versions of shit, you know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I think you're right. I, it's a pretty good, pretty good point. But I mean, the Joker so like, also, the Joker was a rated R like gritty movie, but I think that 10 of those coming out this year would have shown maybe a trend, but I don't think, I think it was one movie, you know? <laughs> I would say, yeah, and I would also say the Joker was more about, like, it was trying to do something and be edgy. Like, it was like, oh, I I have a story to tell you, or, like, I have a message, and, like, it's about the world around us. It's not just edgy for the sake of being edgy. Um, It's a gritty remake, but, like, with a a point, as opposed Mm -hmm. to, like, The Dark Knight, which is just a gritty remake. Yeah, yes. Yeah, and I, I, I just think people want us to be... I think people I, I think people would rather just laugh and escape now than mm-hmm. see the harsh realities. But I think the game will probably do well. And I think yeah. that people will talk about it like the way they talked about the first one or the way they talk about the Joker and stuff. Now when you see something dark, it's it's a novelty and uh it it kind of feels smarter than everything else that's happening. Do you think it's gonna come back after the pandemic? Not not society or, or the movies or anything. That's too big a question. Um, the the need to make dark art. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of people writing some pretty dark stuff right now. I know that, like, there's a lot of people going through a lot of stuff mental health-wise. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. may. I think my ideas are a lot darker now than yeah. they were in, in the months leading up, the, in the years leading up to this, like, I just have a more dark sensibility, you know? I mean, I'm in a constant anxiety attack and shit. So I think it'll reflect in two or three years, you know? Mm-hmm. It'll, it, you'll start, you'll maybe see a little more darker sensibility and edgier sensibility. Although I do also think that, like, it's hard to have that when most of the movies that are made are about like superheroes and shit. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, huh? So, okay. Last question. Then I'll let you go. What do you think is going to be the next? No, that's, that's, that's an unfair question. What do you think is going to be the next game you really get into? I'm already into it. I'm oh. playing Mortal Kombat 11. Okay, all right. It's like I'm very way into that game. Like I am on a tutorial. I'm playing the tutorial all the way through. I'm getting good too. Okay, you gonna you should you should do you, you ever watch any like pro MK11 no. people? No, but I will. It's fun to watch. I mean, fun I'm, to watch. I'm I'm learning how to play it, and I'm 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 hoping to get. I mean, it's. It is a fun game to play. The combo system's really cool, and I'm really into it. And I, I play it every single chance I get. All right. Like, uh, if 
if I'm in the room, my kid has the Switch half the time playing Animal Crossing, but when she's not playing Animal Crossing, I'm playing Mortal Kombat 11. Also, I want to play uh, Tonight We Riot, but and I have it. I have a copy mm-hmm. of it. I do too. I'm just, that's how I know I'm way into Mortal Kombat 11 <laughs> because I fucking haven't even touched that game because I'm like, I want to play Mortal Kombat. Yeah. I mean, Mortal Kombat's a good example of, like, your your theory about things wanting to become dark, but also kind of fun. Because, like, all of, the, all of the elements of Mortal Kombat are dark. I mean, they're extremely violent. Like, the close-ups of Breaking Bones and stuff are, like, extremely violent. But it's fairly campy, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's fun. I, I, I think I got into it because I said I want to become good at something during quarantine. And nice. that, was, that was the decision I made was like, I will watch all the Star Wars movies and I will get good at Mortal Kombat. How far so, are you in the Star Wars movies? I finished them. I watched okay. all nine of them. What'd you think? That's fine. It, they, I mean, they're a good little fun set of movies there. If you watch them all at the same time for the first time and you don't have like, the the weight of decades on on you yeah decades waiting for it to kind of be finished it's a fun little movie series to watch it's not that i I love that i love that review it's my favorite star wars review yet that was fun (laughs) yeah it was fun it was a nice little fun thing to watch for myself but i didn't like I'm not going to like go to Star Wars conventions or anything like that. I just thought it was like an I just thought it was neat to watch. Good times. Hey, fair enough. You know, I didn't have anything tied I don't have any nostalgia or anything tied up into Star Wars. Like none of that st- I I just doesn't have I don't have any. So yeah. like I mean, you can do anything you want in a game like that. And uh uh or you can do anything you want in a movie series like that if I'm just watching night Lost. I loved Lost. And that's because I, I I fucking marathoned it. And you watched it like episode. way after way after it was over? I actually started the first episode the night of the finale. So <laughs> the whole series was ending and I was starting it. That's great. And I wa- what a good I've watched, choice. <laughs> <laughs> I've watched it twice and like I love that show. And mm. it's because I didn't have a, a There wasn't the a, weight of expectations, as you said. Yeah. Huh. None of it. It made it fucking fun to watch. It was like a really fun show for me to watch because I didn't have any I didn't have any thoughts about Lost or or Star Wars or any of that stuff. I'm trying to actually recreate that feeling that I got watching Star Wars this last time. I was, I'm trying to figure out series. I'm watching uh, The Matrix now. Me and my wife are watching The Matrix. You've watched now. The Matrix before. Tell me. I've only watched. seen the first one. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes but sense. We, we're watching all three of them. I would say... You might be the rare person who will enjoy the later ones more because they have (laughs) they have an extreme like an extreme new metal feel. I feel like their aesthetic is very, very, very you. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to check them out. We just we we just finished the Bourne movies too. Okay, like the, the three of them, the three good ones. Not the Jeremy Renner one. <laughs> no, I've never watched that movie again. I was so mad at that movie. I saw it in theaters, and I was so fucking mad because I was like, Jason Bourne doesn't need pills to be strong. <laughs> you know, like he's a like. Why would Jason Bourne take pills? It's just <laughs> sickening to me. Like this guy, this whole movie is Jeremy Renner chasing pills around. And you're like, what the fuck, man? Jason Bourne is just a badass. He doesn't need anything to make him badass. Man, so I totally I forget it. what that movie was about. I think I saw like, it one time and I just I forgot the entire plot. He has the same like abilities as Jason Bourne, except for he he's he has to take pills for them to work. He huh. has to take this medicine for them to work to to keep him under control. So the whole movie is him chasing this medicine. Yeah, and then he gets to take on the bad guy at the end, you know. But it's like fuck, dude. Like adding the medicine thing makes him so much less of a badass. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Man. Well, Brian, thanks for being here. Thanks for thanks for just like chatting with me. This is fun. Uh, it was. It was yeah. great. I, I missed our I missed our shows. I man. did too. I mean, they just kind of they kind of they, they ended up like becoming a, uh, their own casualty of this whole thing. 
Um, yeah. Well, hey, Trevor, any fucking time, dude. Brian, any I'm going to take you up on that. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I don't know how much the audience likes listening to politics or not, but we're going to find out because I like doing this and I'll do it again. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think I have you on the list for the mini series coming up for Ooh. for the preacher show, so oh yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. probably be getting a hold of you very soon. Anyway, very nice, excellent. Well, I'll be sure to, to talk about that. And people, if they aren't, uh, should should subscribe to the the Street Fight uh, Patreon because you guys put out more content than um, I think anyone. <laughs> well, I want to say yeah. <laughs> it is a lot. It is a lot. But I think like uh, we don't do five days a week. We do want stuff coming out on our feed five days a week or seven days a week, but we actually don't, we, we don't do it. I'm glad. Cause when you were actually doing it, you burned yourself out. <laughs> I don't want to burn myself out again. I'm trying not to burn myself. Like out you, you love your job and like, you have such, such a, such a joy about, about producing this stuff. And even you, uh, burned yourself out. I did. I did. Last year was rough. This year, it seems like, or, or the beginning of last year was really rough, but, uh, I I'm back baby. Yes. I mean, now I'm home, so I'm not. Yeah. Not I mean, like what else? What torn. else are you gonna do? Yeah, right? I'm not burned out, so I'm having fun. But anytime, Trevor, I, right. I would love to come on. Right on, man. Well, I'll talk to you soon, Brad. All right. All right. Peace. Hey, thanks for listening to No Cartridge. If you'd like to support us further, please consider going to Patreon.com/NoCartridge or for a one-time donation, PayPal.me/Hagelbon. H-E-G-E-L-B-O-N. It's really, really helpful for all of us to be able to support uh, the many people who make the show, uh, you know, myself included, but also our producers and various co-hosts um, and, and writers and artists. Thank you so much for listening. Please remember to like, subscribe, share, any of those things that would let other people get the quality video game analysis that you've grown accustomed to.